Oh, hi. What's your name? Pick some strawberries? Nope, but I'll give you a hand with those melons. Talking about her boobs. Oh, writing is so bad. Howdy, my name is Steven, and this is the Movie Club Podcast. I have a guest with me on this episode. You know them, you love them. We did the episodes on Host, The Beach House, and Random Acts of Violence together with me this week is Sharon. Hey guys, I'm back. We're back. She's back. I'm back. We're all, we're both back together, and we're in this <laughs> virtually. episode virtually. Of course, we're not spreading COVID. Um, in, in this episode, in this episode, we're gonna talk about Todd Tr- Strauss Schultz's. I don't know how to say his last name. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, his his 2015 horror comedy film, The Final Girls. The synopsis for this is. A young woman grieving the loss of her mother, a famous scream queen from the 1980s, finds herself pulled into the world of her mom's most famous movie. Now the women must fight the film's killer together. Sharon, I recommended you this movie. I had it on the list that I'm going to give you of movies I eventually. think that you would like oh, eventually sometime, <laughs> probably uh, 2025. Fair enough. <laughs> and so I knew about this movie. I have never seen it before, but I recommended it because I knew the tone and I, I kind of assumed that you would like it. And I had never seen it before. Like I said, I did not like this movie. What? Why? Um, it, wasn't really scary to me it wasn't really funny (laughs) but it wasn't funny it wasn't it's a horror comedy but it wasn't really funny and it wasn't really like you didn't even find any of it so bad that it was funny no i found most of it just like hard to watch not like hard to not like hard to watch as in like not like like extremely awful just like the whole time i was like they could have done this they could have did this better. This wasn't really a horror comedy as much it, of it. It was more like a, it was like a straight up comedy to me. And for a comedy, none of the jokes really landed for me or they, they just didn't work for me. Um, I could get into examples, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> I, thought this, I thought that this movie was going to be more like Scream or Tucker and Dale versus Evil, but it was more like scary movie to me. But I, and I don't have a problem with scary movie. I like some of the scary movie movies. But yeah, I just I don't know. I, I wasn't feeling it. And I can get into specifics, but I, I want to hear your your general thoughts first. So my general thoughts are, I actually really enjoyed this movie. It hit a lot of notes for me. Um, A lot of the jokes that didn't hit for you, they probably only hit for me because I had spent an entire day doing schoolwork and then I watched the movie Mm, (laughs) late at night. (laughs) Might've had a little bit of alcohol in my system. 
Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But it was a great movie, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought there were quite a few um, cinematography moments that were mm-hmm. just beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Kind of towards the end, more than anything. But, like, the costumes were very much on par with where they should have been for the time. Like, especially, like, in the actual movie stuff yeah was done really well um i was amused to see some familiar faces Mm -hmm. for the actors in it did not expect to see pitch perfect dude in this movie oh yeah adam is adam devine is that i think so okay i I didn't know that that off the top of my head the dude that plays what's what's his character's name dang it Kurt? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the girl from American Horror Story, I love her. Tessa yeah. Farmiga. Farmiga, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her yeah. mom, I don't know if you know this or not, uh, but it's funny because her mom in this movie was in a horror movie, and her mom in real life is, uh, she plays Lorraine Warren in the Conjuring movies. Really? Yeah, that's her mom. Life. That's so I dope. thought that was cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Things I never would have known. It's funny. Wow. Be- it's also funny because it, in the Conjuring universe, the nun she plays she plays a character. She's like the, one of the main characters in yeah, that, which is in the same universe as oh. her mom. Yeah. That's right. Well, in that movie, doesn't she actually play like a younger version of her mom? Yeah, kind of, I think. <laughs> that movie was weird. If I remember it correctly. Yeah, that kind of anyway, happens, I think. We're not here to talk about that movie. Thank God we're not here to talk about <laughs> The Nun, because I didn't like that movie <laughs> at all. Um, other points I loved about this movie, I really like the use, and this is kind of getting into the movie a bit, but I like their usage and portrayal of time. Mm thought it was really well done. There was some editing choices that I thought were done really well with like, you know, flashbacky stuff. Yeah. And how it affected things. It was kind of cool. Um Yeah, I really like campy slasher flick things. In my mind, the only thing that would have put this up there with like my favorite my current favorite like stupid horror movie. Mhm. <laughs> And I say stupid with all the love and endearment in my entire being. (laughs) Yeah. Is the only thing that would have put it up there with like movies like You Might Be the Killer was if they had utilized a kill count. Ah, I see, I see. Like that would have been hilarious. It could have just been at the bottom corner of the screen the whole time. (laughs) That would have been breaking the fourth wall even more. Right? That would have been breaking the fourth wall in... Yeah, indefinitely yeah 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 this movie was already like meta and like self-aware oh, it was so meta but that, then it oh, was... that first part oh god yeah yeah seeing things happen and left and right <sighs> See, oh i feel like this is a movie that i would have like ate up if before i had seen movies like tucker and dale versus evil and like scream and then like a cabin in the woods as well um or the cabin in the woods i mean but for me, the 
it, the meta aspect wasn't done well enough for them to do it. Like they, they, like, yes, they were self-aware, but they also broke some of the, the tropes that they were going after. And like, they were pointing out like the, there's a point there's a, a self-aware horror movie kind of guide and mm-hmm. they just fall into the tropes of the movies that they already know about. And like, it, if it, that was the point of like, oh, they're in a horror movie. So then they have to do these tropes, even though they don't want to, then that would make sense. But, but that's already the case in like the cabin in the woods, but they don't do that here. So when the horror movie guide, the self-aware horror movie guide does mm-hmm. something, does something dumb. And I'm just like, you're, you know that this is what happens in horror movies and slasher movies, but you do them anyway. And for me, you brought up, well, you brought up the, the cinematography and I think that there's a lot of, this movie has a visual beautiful style. Shots. Yeah. Like just beautiful shots. Yeah. And it, it's a lot of the camera work is really well done. There's a lot of like robo crane kind of like robotic movements of the camera. Um, so like all of the, the visual style and the tricks are fantastic, but I feel like at some point, at one point I was just like, okay, this is, it might be too much. Like I, and I don't think that I've ever said that with a movie before, just because I don't, it, it doesn't seem like it's adding anything to the movie besides just for like the sake of doing it. Like there's, there's a sequence where the camera just like kind of moves all over the cabin that they're in and it goes from like character to character to character. And it's all like supposed to be one shot, but I'm like, what's the point of it? It's like, it doesn't show like chaos or it just doesn't do anything with it. They, it seems like they were kind of just like, this is a cool concept. We should just do this. And without any like meaning behind it. <sighs> um, I really don't want to just rag on this movie, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> so like, I, I didn't like the characters of Paula, Tina and Kurt. For me, they were all just like, the acting was just so over the top. And it wasn't like, it was over the top in a way of like, in, there's a level of like, we're, we're being meta and we're being self-aware. So we're supposed to be over the top. But like, this was beyond that. It was just like, there was bad acting underneath that purposeful back to, bad acting. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I think they were written to be like that. Because it kind of fits with the trope of what I feel like we're getting more into like what the movie consists of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So warning everyone. Now we're getting towards like spoilers and talking yeah, throughout yeah, yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get into it. So like when they're in the movie, legitimately in the like in the theater, rather, mm-hmm. you see like we see glimpses into the actual movie mm-hmm. enough to know like when they actually end up in it we know what's going on a little bit. Yeah. In the moments where we saw the actual movie, we could see right away that it was just bad. And I mean, like probably, I don't want to say this because I like most movies from this decade, but like most, (laughs) like a bad eighties movie. (laughs) Okay. 
Yeah. And it really pains me to say that because I really like movies from the 80s. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely some bad. There's some gems, like yeah. Dead and Buried, which you still haven't watched. I still haven't watched it yet. It, it's, on my, <laughs> it's on my list to watch by the end of the month. We should, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. <laughs> it. I was going to say we should do a podcast on it, but that's a whole separate thing. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think in that sense that those characters were supposed to be like these more meta things, mm-hmm. at least until, what was the... What was the mom's character's name? Uh, was it Nancy? Nancy. Up until like towards the parts where she was like, oh, I'm just the shy girl with the guitar and the clipboard. Yeah. Like, okay. You're also a blonde. Does that mean you die first? Right. <laughs> yeah. It kind of becomes one of those things like, so do you live or do you die in the first 10 minutes of the movie? Kind of thing. Which... Sadly, everybody, the mother character does die within the first 10 minutes of the movie, but not during the actual movie sequence in which I'm referring to. Yeah, and then she also, we're already It's weird. Yeah, no, no, no. it's it's very, it's, this, it's a very confusing movie to talk about. It's a very we can, trippy We can talk about it in like, it. in terms of like camp blood and in terms camp of- Camp bloodbath. Right, camp bloodbath, right. Uh, Camp Blood is the nickname for Camp Crystal Lake in the Friday yeah. the 13th world. Exactly. I was like, don't mix up these movies. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> um, so I, there's, like I said, there's some things I like about this movie, like the, the visual style, even though I do think it gets overused at some point. And, and like, mm, I mean, this is more of a writing kind of thing, but mm-hmm. I just feel like I really didn't like the dialogue, the way that it was, maybe they improvised on set. Maybe it was different. I mean, they very well could have done that for like the actual camp bloodbath elements of it. They were probably like, Hey guys, here's this general scene. Here's what, you know, run with it, do it. Yeah. Because there were definitely elements where I was just like, I hope that's the way that was not written. (laughs) I hope it did not happen like that. Yeah. And I I feel like, I I mean, I don't say this, I I don't think I've ever said this for any movie, really, but I feel like this movie really could have worked better if it was rated R. Because it's PG-13, I believe. Or at least it it feels like it's PG-13. Because there's not, it's like, for the, the they writers talk about nudity. Right. They, they don't talk really about nudity. show nudity. They don't show any nudity. But it's like they it doesn't seem like this is a love letter to slashers or like classic good slashers of the day. This is more of a spoof and a parody of it, which is which is what maybe I didn't like this movie is. because of my expectations. Maybe I just thought this was supposed to be like a horror comedy meta kind of like you gotta movies go into that movies with real low bars. That way you're always impressed. That's my mantra. Yes, I see. I, <laughs> I mean, I see. I mean, I really should do that. And I, I know that I should do that. But like, I don't know. This, it just didn't work for me. It, it didn't seem like it was, it didn't seem like the, the writers had love for classic slashers. It seemed like they were just making fun of 
And like, it seemed like the only slashers that they saw were bad slasher movies, like Sleepaway Camp. Have you seen Sleepaway Camp? It seems like they were, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It seems like they were trying to make fun of that movie. And, like, that, those were the only slashers that they knew. It's like they didn't know that Halloween or Friday the 13th or movies like that existed. They okay. were I'm going to challenge you. Okay. Don't they say in, like, the movie, like, in showbiz – the best way to show flattery is by mimicry because they weren't just mimicking bad horror as you called it mm -hmm. i feel like this could arguably be like a love letter written to like friday the 13th which is what i immediately assumed given like the Can't killer like death. i mean he wasn't the story yeah yeah the like our main our, our killer wasn't drowned but he did face like a terrible thing at a summer camp. Yeah. And in my opinion, I personally liked his storyline better <laughs> than Friday the 13th a little bit. Yeah. I can see but that. <laughs> that's a personal thing. I like the fact that he actually made his mask. It wasn't just a hockey mask. Yeah. More or less, that was the main thing. But. I would argue to say that this movie is like a love letter to like movies like Friday the 13th and stuff hmm. because it is like the basis to flattery is mimicry. See, I don't know. I don't know about that. Cause it's like, I don't, when I'm watching movies like this and movies like, like scary movie, I don't feel like the writers. Scary movie is a different movies. story. That's See, different. I, I, I'm, I'm pairing them together because even, <laughs> even though I like I like the scary movie franchise more than yeah, but really just the first one. <laughs> I like that more than I liked this movie. So I don't mean to group them together because I do think that this is a worse movie than that movie, honestly. But it doesn't seem like those the writers and directors of those movies love the movies that they're parodying parroting or spoofing it just but like when you watch movies like Shaun of the dead and you watch movies like tucker and dale versus evil those mm -hmm. movies are horror comedies and they are self-aware pretty much i mean they're, they're self-aware the directors and the writers going into them the tucker and dale versus evil is more self-aware than Shaun of the dead in the context of the movie but I feel like those movies, what I'm trying to say is, I mean, I already said what I was trying to say. This movie doesn't seem like it has love for those movies. It, it's like, it's making fun of the genre in more of a spoofy kind of way rather than like Shaun of the Dead, which showed like it had a love for the genre and it respected the genre. I guess this movie doesn't seem like it respects the classic kind of slasher movies that paved it the the way for this movie to be made and make sense what if they did it this way to warrant a larger scale audience than what would have normally been encompassed by it if it was done how we were how you were anticipating it to be done you mean like a more commercial audience like yeah. scary movie and stuff yeah i don't know that doesn't that argument doesn't really jive for me because I'm like, if you didn't, if you made this movie to be more commercial than what you were originally intended 
and you had that original like Shaun of the Dead kind of intentions and you changed the script and stuff like that to make it more commercial. That's not a good idea. That's not a good enough reasoning to, to make the movie. I mean, like if you wrote the movie with the, the intention of making it one kind of way and then you're like, oh no, well, we got to change it to make it more commercial and make more money. And that's, that's bad. I was just putting out another angle. No, I really know, liked the movie. No, no, no. I, and I don't, <laughs> I'm trying to justify it. That's no, all I'm and, trying to do. <laughs> no, I, and I, I appreciate that. And I, I really don't mean to, to shit on this movie as much as I am, but I just, I wanted this movie to be better. I think is the problem. I, I really wanted this movie to be something that I liked. I, I, I mean, I always go into a movie wanting to like the movie and wanting to like You go in aspects. with such high expectations <sighs> and anticipations. You Maybe. can't do that. You'll face constant disappointment just about. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that is the problem. I'm telling you. Set but the bar movie... low and just go into movies. <laughs> but it did, have, it did have a lot of... I don't know. I mean, there's movies that you don't like, right? I mean, there's movies that you don't enjoy watching, even with low expectations. So that's not always the answer. So maybe if I had low low expectations, I still might have. I face, like, if you were to compare, like, my letterbox statistics to lower rated movies compared to yours... Oh yeah, I have a lot more higher rated have, movies. Have you have you compared? Because they probably yes. are different. Okay, yeah. They, <sighs> You've I'm, also rated a lot more movies than I have because I'm in school. Yeah, that's true. And I got on the letterbox train really late in the game, <laughs> too. I feel like you. So. I, hmm, I don't know. I feel. I mean, yeah, I feel like you rate a lot of movies and you watch a lot of movies. But, not I mean, as much as I used to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably not. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair argument. Wait, so back so back into the movie and, and me shitting on this movie. Let me just <laughs> let me just shit on it more. Um, I didn't like how this movie. It didn't seem like there was any cohesiveness within the movie within the Camp Blood characters. It it seemed like all of them were just separate people, and then not like a group of friends like it originally had shown while they were in the movie theater like they were going in, in the van and all that stuff but then they don't they're not a group of friends who like interact they're just like separate people kind so of you're talking doing, about like the camp bloodbath counselor characters can, characters yes because they're okay they, just wanted to make sure i was seeing like the right yeah. group of people <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they all kind of just like do their own thing and i think that that's done like that because in that moment, we're in the movie. Like, we're in Camp Bloodbath. Right. Like, we're in that movie. But, like, movies So, we like, don't know, because we haven't seen the entirety of the movie from that scene where they're in the theater and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, so it's like they're picking and choosing different elements to give us enough information of the movie to know what they're changing. Yeah. In order to, like, you know, inevitably, in the hopes of saving a character or two. Yeah without giving a whole lot of spoilers. I don't know, because it's like the characters in like Friday the 13th, they have more depth than the characters and than most of the characters in this movie, minus the lead, Max. The, and I love her. I will, eventually I will get on to talking about what I liked about the movie more. 
Um, but I just have to, I have to get all of this out. Stay tuned, I, y'all. I, I, yeah, please <laughs> don't, <laughs> please don't leave. Um, but I, 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 I guess I want to just talk this out because I want to see your thoughts on this. Like, like, yeah. So I, I, the, the characters in Camp Bloodbath and the characters in the Meta final girls. Yes. <laughs> they both seem like they don't, they, they all they're kind of seem like they're not, to mesh. but, but they're like in real life, they are a group of friends in the camp. Ooh. And, and the final girls and <laughs> the final girls, those characters are like friends in real life. And some like, of them, some of them. Yes. And, but they, all some of, of the them characters used to be friends and some of them used to be friends, but some, but all of the characters in this movie seem like they don't really mesh together in like the same kind of world. It seems like the Camp Bloodbath characters are all, all of the actors and the characters, they're actually in like separate movies playing their own stereotypes, doing their own thing. So it's like Adam Devine's character, Kurt, Kurt. he's just like doing, he's just doing his own thing. Stereotypical like, like want to smash bull crap right he's like typical bro in the, but like every word out of his mouth it doesn't seem like every every word out of his mouth it seems like he's trying to be adam devine making all of the words coming out of his mouth be a joke but it seems like the characters in that movie can't bloodbath they wouldn't i, I haven't seen a slasher movie where a character is like that like a 1980s slash movie that is like in Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween there's no character who's like there for the com- for comedic relief it seems like Adam Devine is just in this movie being Adam Devine they and, wrote that character specifically for him <laughs> or, or he just like improvised all of his sh- shit on set or they're is, like hey Adam come in we got a role for you you don't have any lines just just do you just do your own thing yeah it, and <laughs> that's here's like uh, a that, general phrase you need to say in the scene yeah and that's like a problem <laughs> for me and i don't like that because it's like have you seen the babysitter on netflix I the think, first one or the yeah, new one the first one i have seen the first one i haven't seen the new one yet so i feel like it's the same kind of problem with that movie where all of the characters not all of the characters seem like they're doing their own thing it does seem like that but well, not all of those characters in, definitely were yeah but they're not i feel like they're not doing it as much no 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 i actually i I, they might be doing it equally as much because there's like bella thorne who's playing like the cheerleaders stereotype i don't know it's 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 basically my exact same problems and then there's like king batch who's like doing his own thing improvising what it seems like um like talking about vine and stuff and i'm just like no at least adam devine is kind of like kind of improvising in character where it seems like yeah. Batch was and he knows like, his like target humor right yeah like, he yeah, knows yeah. what it works for him yeah kind of thing and then and like there's this movie talks about tropes and problems with movies in that era but then doesn't really say anything about them or comment on them but they just like kind of point them out like adam devine's character kurt he just points out he like calls a woman a woman I forgot which character. Nina Dubrov 
or something like that. Oh, the chick playing the mean girl. Yes, the chick playing the mean girl. <laughs> he calls her. I know Farn- her from Vampire Diaries. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember that, her character name. <laughs> that's what she's from, right? So he like he calls her fun bags, and then she's like, "Ha ha, uh, funny sexism." But then like, that's the end of the the thing. So it's well, like he looked movie- at her kind of confused. Right. If I remember right. Like, yeah, huh? but it's like this movie comments on like tropes and like problems with movies in that era sometimes, but then it also doesn't say anything about them and moves on or it just like but it does come back with his character because when kurt is sitting with the blonde jock guy from the theater Mm -hmm. and he's like "Ooh, look at this article like look at this magazine look at these uh i think the term he used was hooters yeah yeah yeah, just hooting yeah yeah yeah, just (laughs) and then the blonde guy just I want to say he curb stomps him, but he doesn't actually curb stomp him. Yeah. But that's the vibe I got from he it. He like shuts him down, and he's like, "Hey, he like it's aggressive with it, like whack." Right. But the, I think it's but it wasn't, that was beautiful. It wasn't in defense of these women. It was like in oh, defense no. of someone that he thought was like his woman, which was Max, the character yeah. Max. So I'm like, it's not really like justified because it's like if he was like, "Hey, you shouldn't be like." Well, he also did try to be like, oh, look at those articles. I could read those all night long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That that made me laugh. Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, oh. I I saw that it was a joke, but I was like, what? I don't know what the heart of this joke is because I'm like, is he supposed to be like a brainiac and that's why he's saying that or he's just like trying to get him no he was saying that as a distraction because they the main goal of the that whole like was to stop him from having sex was to stop all the characters from having sex right yeah 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 but i'm like why did you think that that was gonna work when it's like i don't know it's uh, divert the attention i got i i got (laughs) like i got the joke i just didn't get necessarily the meaning behind the joke or that the character in that movie would think that it would work to get him distracted and i'm probably diving way too deep into this whole movie but i don't know i just i really wanted this movie to be better i think that in maybe in a better writer's hands it could have it could have been better but for this movie i don't know and like, I mean, that's a fair thing. Like, I mean, my review of the movie isn't flawless. Like, I do think that there were elements they could have done better. I mean, I gave it a four and a half because I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But, like, there was a few times where I was like, okay, this acting's so bad, it's funny. And then other times where I was like, all right, this is just bad. Yeah. <laughs> but in my brain, there was more, this is so bad, it's good. Mm, okay. See... Because I got the vibe that they were just, in a way, they were like being a tryhard. Yeah. And I find any movie that tryhard, like, is got a tryhard vibe. And any person who is just a tryhard, I find them like kind of humorous to be yeah. around for any amount of time. Well, did you like Happy Death Day? I, I did. feel like this movie. Yeah. No, no. I see. I liked Happy <laughs> Death Day. I really, I really liked Happy Death. And I really liked the second one too. I like the second one as well. But I feel like this movie could have had a more similar, should have had a similar tone to that instead of like. Okay. Like 
taking itself a little bit more seriously than it it did because i feel like okay. happy death day was comedic and it ha- was it was very like lighthearted, kind of funny tone like black comedy kind of but it took itself seriously for the most part and this movie just like it didn't take itself seriously at all it was just like all kind of comedic and there was nothing in there i don't know there was just nothing in here that was interesting to me minus like the visual style but I okay, so let me talk about something I did like in this movie. <laughs> I, I Finally. <laughs> the, the most interesting part in this movie, character wise, was the relationship between the mother and the daughter. Um, Agree. Max and Nancy. Their relationship, but <laughs> their relationship was touching, but. The movie doesn't, it doesn't focus on that relationship enough for me. Because I, what I remember from this movie, looking back at it now, and kind of in the moment, I, I mean, they touched on the side characters more than the relationship that should have been holding this movie together. But I think that this movie falls apart for me because the character drama and the the relationship that's at the core of this movie, it just... They're not focused on it enough. And when they do focus on it, it's really good. I really, that's hands down the best thing. The visual style and the visual style that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's good for my eyes and it's like that. And but then what keeps my heart into the movie is the relationship, the, the trauma that she's been mm-hmm. through and like trying to get over it. But then, and the acceptance and empowerment that comes with, ex- with that. like letting her mom go. Yeah. And like the closure and everything like that. So. Also, can I, I just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the sequence, like after her mom, you know, dies in the movie, mm-hmm. like in Camp Bloodbath, like that whole moment where like she has her eyes closed and then she opens them and then she's like, all right, I'm ready to fight. Yeah. And goes into like this wicked kick-ass like fight scene yeah. with like this beautiful skyline with like yeah. thunder and lightning. I'm just like, whoa. That was great. That was great. <laughs> that was beautifully choreographed. Like whoever was like the fight coordinator and stunt choreographer for those scenes, impeccable. Like Chef's Kiss. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, I I really did like the sky in that and like the colors in this movie so vibrant so vibrant so that would not happen in the 80s yeah no 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 it definitely (laughs) it would have been grainy it wouldn't have been as saturated yeah yeah and i I don't know all the proper terminologies here but i'm just doing my best (laughs) that works we 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 get it so we talked about like how this movie does something that a lot of slashers in the day couldn't have done, like with the cinematography mm-hmm. and the colors. But I feel like this movie could have borrowed from those movies of that age by having less like CGI and making the kills more interesting in both in concept and visually. Because I mean, even though uh, obviously it's it not made the, the point, kills darker, like darker lighting. 
Yeah. To symbolize like the light leaving the people and like end of that character. That's true. Or yeah, to like make it because in a lot of horror movies, like in a death scene, like the light. I don't know if it's just a noticeable thing to me, but Mm. sometimes the lighting shifts to be like a grade darker. Hmm. I don't know if that's just a me thing. Huh. I might just be crazy. <laughs> it might just be uh then just might be the I might just line. be seeing what I want to see in the movie. That, or my screen, both TV and computer screen for streaming stuff, like it just might suck. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I will I don't know. I have to watch some things and, and get back to you on that. But I, I feel like the I felt like this movie could have taken those things that are great from classic slasher movies and put them into this movie by like i said like making the kills more interesting even though that's Mm -hmm. not the point of the movie and having less cgi which and just like having the level of violence of classic slashers in general because i feel like i mean and maybe i might go back to this movie being pg-13 instead of rated Mm -hmm. r but i don't know I could definitely see the rating having something to do with it. And that the rating just plays back into what I had said before about them going for like a larger demographic. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That might, that might've been what happened behind the scenes, the studio or. They were like, how can we get the most bang for our buck? Make it PG. Ideas. Yeah. (laughs) And typically make make jokes about feminism and sexism. (laughs) imply that there are going to be nudity and then don't show it awesome awesome print it yeah <laughs> go <laughs> yeah and that that is kind of a common thing in the movie business with horror movies we're making them pg-13 to get more eyeballs on it and more money so that might have been the behind the scenes thing it might have been but to get all the true horror fans out there hello show world of showbiz we want the rated R or NC-17 at minimum. We, we want, <laughs> oh, I want, I want what makes, whatever can make the movie great. I don't want, like if the, if the writers had written a rated R movie and then they went to the studio and they were like, no, you have to make this down to PG-13. That means that they're taking out things that originally brought the studio to buy the script, which is not good. So you're taking out Mm -hmm. elements that were purposely in there that you liked, but now you have to change it all around because it's not because you wanted to be PG 13 to make more money or just pan the cameras up instead of out. They they could have done a lot of things. Cause I feel like for one scene, they definitely did that. If that was like a reasoning, yeah. Like the scene where they're like trying to lure the killer back to the cabin, and they have oh the, right uh, yes the uh, Tina character yeah Tina and she's she's like hyped up on Adderall <laughs> yeah and she, for some reason and then she's like doing she's like doing well the she found the pills and uh I mean they yes. had her they had her fully clothed because they were like listen homie the second you start taking off your clothes he's gonna show up we're not ready. They have this woman in like a life jacket, like a jacket, a life jacket, oven mitts that are duct taped. Yeah. And she's like, why? (laughs) And then they explain it. But then like, see, like the perp, I don't, 
get the purpose of the Adderall joke. It's like, why did she have to find the pills and take them? I don't see like that didn't add anything to the scene. And it was see, just kind I of like a separate was, joke. I think it was a tie back to what the Nina Dubrov's character had said at the actual movie theater. Right. Yeah. And she was like, she was talking about having taken Adderall and stuff. And she like showed the bottle yeah, and but then like put it that, in her pocket. But that doesn't have to, it didn't have to come. It back. was in the jacket pocket. I mean, yes, just, but, and, and like typically And then the Tina movies, character got it out and she opened it. Right. She was no, then, I, eventually she was told that they were Tic Tacs, I think. Yeah. Like so off camera. So she was just like, I'm nom 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 nom. Yeah, I get that. But How I'm like. How many of my Tic Tacs did you eat? It doesn't, 30. it still doesn't make sense within like the writing of the movie for that joke to happen. Because it's like, it doesn't add anything to the striptease scene. Or like it doesn't make the movie more difficult. They're still, everything is still achieved no matter what. It seems like the movie just kind of like took a pause and was like, we need to put this joke in. Or it wouldn't it be funny if this character that's dumb is on like Adderall. Mm. And like I said, I'm trying I to might, think back to that scene. I might be diving too deep into the jokes and like all of this, but. I think you are. You need to like go have a take, drink I need to and take, then like yeah. watch the movie again. <laughs> if I was drunk while I watched this movie, I don't know. Maybe I would like. Like that. I don't even mean drunk. Like I just mean like a little bit tipsy. Maybe. I mean, I just had one al- one glass of alcohol, and I had so much enjoyment from this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but there's there's still things that I like. That like like I said, I like the visual style, the relationship. I like the title card. The title card was kind of oh, reminded yeah, me of John nice. Carpenter's The Thing. The The music in this movie was killer. I want to listen to the soundtrack. The soundtrack. What about when, um, in one of the flashback scenes, when the car hit the killer and like it knocked into like oh, wait, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. letters? See, that's what I'm talking about. Like the, the visual <laughs> style and the tricks like that is something I had never seen I before. Rolled. I really liked that. <laughs> like that was I, hilarious. That was great. That was great. But like, see like this movie didn't make me laugh out loud and i wish that it did i mean but or i mean like tucker and dale versus evil that doesn't make me laugh out loud but it is very clever and like i will see the joke and i see the humor and i like get it Mm -hmm. and it's just not your humor well no it's like tucker and dale i mean i think that this movie just might not be my humor because it is kind of like slapsticky. It's very slapstick, yeah. And there's like characters falling and tripping, and it's like people getting hit by cars. And while I'm a like, horrible person, I <laughs> I think all of that's funny. <laughs> but, but like, so like the part where the killer gets hit by the car, and then he gets knocked into the like December night or summer 1957 or 19 something like whatever. That. And that like that that happens, and that's great. And like, like that, that was hilarious. But like when Duncan gets hit by the car, I'm like, oh great, he got hit by a car. And it was like earlier in the like, movie, that he just like sucks. over the the red the red like line at the at the theater. Yeah, the velvet I, rope. Yeah, the velvet <laughs> rope. And I was just like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I this. I think he was just written to be a klutz. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, oh god. I was kind of here for it. 
I yeah. Just like his hype, his whole like hype and excitedness. It makes sense that he would trip over shit like that. Right. Yeah. It does. At least in that moment, because he was just like, "Ooh, I'm gonna put her down as a maybe for the Q and A," even though she said no. Ooh. Yeah. Because my best or my sister is her best friend. Yeah. Kind of crap. And and going, let's. I'm I'm gonna go back to Max, the the character. She is more. She's a more developed character than I would have expected this movie to bring out. And like the relationship between her and her mom is more developed than what I would have expected this movie to bring, considering it feels like a straight up comedy, like a slapstick kind of comedy movie. But, Never would have thought a song could have given me so many emotional feels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm not going to get into my problem with that scene. <laughs> well, I, well, never mind. I'm going to get into it. I, was was that song playing in that world? Like, was it just like, was it playing just like from the sky? Or and, or and like did or did was her character aware that of the meaning behind that song in real life? Like, does she was she starting to remember? Because she I thought she was doing some of the, the same dance moves. She was doing some of the same dance moves, but so I'm that not kind of sure. That's just kind of like a logical fallacy kind of thing that I had. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, but the, the, the character of, yeah, but the character (laughs) of Max reminded me of Sydney from Scream because she felt she, Max in this movie, she felt more real than anyone else. Like she's the one character who you you're kind of just rooting for yeah she's the only character that really has an arc or any kind of development at all really um because she is the final girl and in most horror movies that's typically the way of the right yeah like the final girl is typically the only one who really gets any sort of arc right in most cases depending on the series yeah yeah well, Sharon, I think I, I think I've shit on this movie enough. Do you have anything? But like I said, there are things that I like. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Ooh, can I bring up the thing I brought up before we started yes. recording? Yes, you can. <laughs> Does anyone else remember when Stage Six used to pirate movies? Because <laughs> now they're out here producing, and I think this is the most amazing like redemptive arc of a company. They have their own character arc in this company. They do. They do. It's a meta inside the meta. <laughs> they did this on purpose. I wonder if any, see, I, I, I haven't seen or heard of anyone else talk about that besides you. See, so. I don't think many other people remember yeah. that back that far of stage six. Yeah. Well, stage Most people six. have kind of just kind of, left it to the past because there's so many other ways to go about finding things online for movie watching and streaming purposes. Yeah. That's true. Most people don't have the need to download things anymore. And then, you know, also the fact that I'm pretty sure their website died. Hmm. So I could be wrong about that. Don't hold me to that. 
I have also fallen victim to the other ways of the world as it's progressed as yeah. far as streaming services. <laughs> but well, I do remember mm-hmm. fondly the stage six era of watching movies. <laughs> That might get me in trouble later, but I'm going to stand by that statement. (laughs) If anyone else is, make sure you comment below and and let Sharon know that she's not alone. And if you're a part of stage six of the company, worker, or know someone affiliated with them, tell them I would love, 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 love to be a part of anything that they do because I love them and I support them wholeheartedly. (laughs) We'll put Sharon's uh, email in the in the in the in the description of the video <laughs> and then of this podcast. Uh, so Sharon, let's get into the grade. You said that you gave this four and a half out of five. I believe stars. I d- that sounds right. Okay. Because I was like, it hit a lot of the marks for me. It was funny. Yep, four and a half. Ooh, so, I loved see, it. Coming it was, into the- it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, really I rate movies based on my enjoyment. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of so course. <laughs> I didn't like. I really, I stand by what I said before. The kill count would have put it at a five star movie. <laughs> hmm. All horror movies should have a kill count, so I don't have to keep track of the number of people that are dying. <laughs> well, I think there's actually there's a YouTube channel that does like a breakdown. There is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if any other horror movie fans are a fan of Joe Bob Briggs, he does a body count oh, in I his like that. breakdown commentary. I didn't know that. Yeah. I came the more into, you know. I came into this review with the rating in my head of like a two and a half out of five stars, which is yeah, which is a five out of wow. ten. <sighs> But kind of, after this, after this, I don't know. I, I have to either put it at a four out of 10 or a three out of 10. I don't know. Cause How? I just, just because I feel like there's not enough for me to ever rewatch this movie and I didn't get enough enjoyment out of it, but I see that there's so much potential that's there with the relationship between Nancy and Max and then the, like I said, what the director brought to it visually and what the cinematographer brought to it. Like there's so much potential there. It could have been so much better for me. And the the movie that I got, I just really did not like. And I love the genre. I love horror and I love horror comedies. But this one just really misses it for me. I'm sad to say. I, I see. I, I was gonna say I see your disappointment. I feel <laughs> you make me feel bad about giving it this movie three and a half. You should feel three, bad. Three, three stars. I mean, I'm glad it at least went up from your well, initial rating. But no, it went down because it was two and a half out of five stars. Out of five. Yeah. Crap. So which is a five out of ten. So now I gave it like a three or four. Yeah. Sorry, but there uh, is but. There is a short film that this director did, which is on Vimeo, uh, and I will send it to you, and okay. hopefully we'll put it in the, the description. I, I really enjoy that movie, uh, that, that short. Like, that's one of my favorite short films. But it is completely different than this movie. 
So I'm not sure if you would like it or not, but I am interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I might. Um, so I yeah, tend to I, surprise people with what I like. So hmm. <laughs> who knows? I, I, okay, now 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 I really want to know what you think of this <laughs> this short film. So now you have to now you have to come back and you have to let the people know in the comments. <laughs> You gotta this. remind me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. We don't film these very close together, y'all. <laughs> we don't. This will. This is being recorded October fifth, it and it'll probably. I don't know when it'll come. Chakis will probably cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that He's reminds like, you don't us. need to date these things. That's that's true. Um, <laughs> now he has to cut it out, or he'll just leave all of this in, and he'll be like, "Haha, tricked him." Um, so I Sharon, think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, he won't. He he will either think it's really funny and leave it in, or he'll think that it's not funny at all and they'll take it out. Yep. So Sharon, thank you for joining me on this episode, very long episode of the Movie Club podcast. Definitely needed though. It was a. Yeah. I think it was a good movie. You had a lot to say about it that was against it, but it did have some redemptive qualities in it for you a little bit. It did. It did. It did. So it may not have been enough to like gain it any points. Yeah. But the movie still has my love, and I think that should warrant it to be enough for our viewership to go and watch it. Yes. Well, yeah, of, of course. If you are interested in this movie, then I would recommend that you, you make up your own mind. Let's go watch it for the meta. Yeah. You will, Do I it would, for the meta. I that would, way you'll understand what the heck we were saying. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Watch it for the meta. Watch it for the meta. Instead of do it for the vine, do it for the meta. Do it for the meta. <laughs> well, I, I would say that if anyone is interested in watching this movie, then they should go watch it and then let us know in the comments. Like, don't just take our reviews and our thoughts on the surface level. Just, like, go watch it and make up your own opinion for yourself. And then come back and kind of comments and let us know. Um, so, Sharon, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Letterboxd at Sleepy Sharon. And that's probably the easiest one for me to tell you right off the top of my head. <laughs> and you can follow me on Letterboxd at C-U-T-T-O-B-L-A-C-K. I usually just say at cut T-O black, but um, on Letterboxd, but I'm not going to do that. Do I need to spell out mine? No, Sleepy Sharon is pretty, pretty but like the, the two can confuse people because there's three different versions of, because of, you know, homophones um, with the word two. So like I said, thank you for joining me and thank you to everyone who is listening and thank you for making it this far. We really appreciate it. Um, make sure you come back next Wednesday for another episode of The Movie Club. Bye-bye. Bye. Enjoy Trey's pre-recorded outro. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure that you check out uh, the other shows that we have on the Facebook, the other main podcast that comes out every other Tuesday. Make sure you leave a like, share it with your friends and your family. Go check out our YouTube where we have content from other production 1200 works. And make sure you follow us on the Instagram. We post sometimes there. We'll, we'll do more. We'll, we'll try. Maybe. Like us on uh, iTunes podcast, rate and review. Give us them five stars. And we'll see you next time.